Hi, this is Dave Dutton of Dave's Voice Works and Radio Guy Reflections and TurnbuckleTrash.net. Two great podcasts, one about professional wrestling and one about radio. And it's all on Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, here's a great way to make a podcast. Use Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast because, hey, it's free. And they give all the creation tools that allow you to record and edit any podcast you'd like to do right from your computer. Use Anchor. Anchor, the best way to podcast and the best way to listen to Turnbuckle Trash or Radio Guy Reflections. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Pro wrestling from a fan's perspective. I love video games and pro wrestling. With three fans who know how to talk some trash. None of these cross-eyed mouth breathers deserve to hear this voice. I guess it's time to take out the trash. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that sometimes goes into the hospital, gets sick, uh, has job changes. Uh, we call this the podcast of excuses. Hi, everyone. It's Turnbuckle Trash, where we talk about professional wrestling. I'm Dave Dedden. We're joined this morning by Christopher Evans. And also, hopefully, on this uh, podcast, we'll be able to have Zane. But Zane's new uh, business is going so well where he's doing the heating and air conditioning. Uh, he is just busy, busy, busy right now. So uh, we'll excuse him if he's not going to be on this podcast. But uh, there's James Christopher Evans. And speaking of jobs, you have just changed to a new job yourself. And how's that going, man? Uh, the job's going really well. I uh, went back into corrections again. I uh, decided to go back into something I know how to do and that I like to do. But i uh, been missing uh, being on turnbuckle trash so let's get let's get started and talk about some some wrestling because we've got a lot to speak about yeah well both of us have had some uh health issues over the last couple oh, of weeks yes. but uh hey we want to thank tim for joining us on the last podcast tim young if you missed that one man it was a good one he's a very funny man but also very passionate about professional wrestling check that out uh tim young on uh, turnbuckle trash but Chris, uh, let's get into uh, what's going on now in professional wrestling. There's a lot of really big news coming out of uh, the pro wrestling camps, not just the WWE, not just uh, the people from uh, AEW, but I think the biggest news that people are really into right now is the news that Ric Flair is coming back for at least one more match. Woo! I don't understand why he's coming back for one more match. Oh yeah, I, well we we've, we've seen the videos of his training. We've seen that uh, we've also heard that Ricky Steamboat was going to come back for the match, maybe a tag match, and now he's dropped out. Uh-huh. I can understand why because Ricky Steamboat his health was not very well. Um so is this going to be the final curtain call? What can it be? I mean, is it going to be um uh, a walker on a pole match. What's it going to be? So who knows? Yeah. You know, uh, I, I think it's going to wind up being a tag match of some sort. looks like they're going to be doing this on July the 31st. And like you said, the, the speculation was Ricky, the driving dragon steamboat, uh, was going to be a part of it. And it is going to be in Nashville. 
and it will stream live on Fight TV. But uh, right now, it's still up in the air whether it's going to be a singles tag match or whatever. But Nate Butcher Boy will be trying to style a profile uh, if, uh, if they can work this all out over the next couple of weeks and get things going. But, you know, that training with Jay Lethal, it didn't look too bad. And to put the thumb in Lethal's eye and took a couple little bumps there. The, the age factor is there. And then, you know, there was a, a couple of times that Rick has been on death's door as of late. And is is this something that you are interested in to see the Nature Boy one last time? Well, to be honest with you, I mean, I've never really been a Nature Boy Ric Flair fan, but I mean, I, let's face it, he is one of the greatest of all time as a performer. He's been great in the ring. He's great on the mic. But your time has passed. But if you want your last hurrah, and like he said, he will die in that ring before he decides he wants to retire. Right. Guess what, Rick? That could happen. That could happen. It has been known to happen. Rick Flair, by the way, is 73 years old. And, uh, you know, you've got some wrestlers out there that are – you know, still in the ring, Bill Dundee, superstar Bill Dundee, Jerry yep. the King Lawler is still out there performing. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think that the one thing that we, as fans, you know, we don't want them to get hurt. And no. as I as I age, I mean, and as you age, and I understand you have a birthday coming up this Saturday, huh? 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 Got one coming up tomorrow. Tomorrow. Right. Tomorrow is the day that I turn... I turned 46, and and I got to get a walker. Yeah. It, it's finally happened. Yeah, on the, uh, on the May the 20th, and then 10 days later uh, is my birthday, and I I, yes. I, hit the, I hit the big 6'5", you know. But, you yeah. know, 73, it's, it's getting on up there because right now I'm having trouble walking around because of injuries and things like that. But Ric Flair, I think, is professional enough to know his limitations. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as they they map out the match, they're not going to be trying anything extremely dangerous. I, I wonder if Rick will even attempt to do that flip that he's so so famous for, you know, they get him whipped into the turnbuckle and then he does that flip oh, over. Is he going to do uh, that? Uh, I don't no. know. Yeah. And, but, but I think, yeah, I, I think Jay Lethal would probably be his, if he's been training with Jay Lethal, why not just go ahead and just put it on for AEW and and or maybe he's going? No, he is supposed to be going to the NWA. Yeah, that's where it's supposed to happen. Is the NWA? Yeah. And, so and it would be uh, it would be a good match if Jay Lethal was there. You know, he's he's uh, still with uh, AEW ROH, uh, feuding mm-hmm. now with uh, with Samoa Joe. But you know what I find so interesting about Flair and Lethal is that great spot years ago on Impact, when the TNA Impact, when Ric Flair was there, and Jay Lethal, who's a very talented mimic, uh, was doing great imitation of Ric Flair. And Flair's, and they were uh-huh. <laughs> they were doing uh, Ric Flair, Jay Lethal, but Jay Lethal was doing Ric Flair hilarious stuff and if i can find some of it i'll insert a little bit of that audio here yeah that punk right there say 
anything about the four horsemen? The greatest group of men to ever grace God's green earth. I didn't hear that. Because as far as I'm concerned, it looks like the horsemen were here. They took a dump in the ring and they left that. <laughs> wow. I, I had the privilege to be on the road up and down. Late nights, parties, kissing the girls, and making them cry. With the horsemen, you guys, as far as I'm concerned, are no horsemen. That is disrespectful to me and this wrestling business. and physicality uh, and he's had some really bad heart issues they um you know he almost died a couple of years ago with a heart problem and oh yeah but he is the nature boy and who who are we to say that he can't if the doctors clear him that's that's all i gotta say well it's his life and he can do what he wants to he's over 21 years old he can do whatever he wants to do But the safety factors and everything, I mean, you know what he's really famous for. He's famous for that flip over the top of the turnbuckle, and he's famous for getting uh, color. So who knows what's going to happen. I I wish Ric Flair the best, but I hope that this is the last hurrah, and he just rides off into the sunset. I mean, he doesn't need the money that I know of. I mean, he's got a, a heck of a podcast going on. He's always doing some some kind of signings. So, I mean, one last hurrah. Okay, go ahead. But who's your opponent going to be? It can't be Jim Duggan. It can't no. be Steamboat. So who? I bet it's going to be. Gonna I bet be? it's going to be Jay Lethal. No it one does be Jay Lethal or somebody he trusts a lot because you got to. You know, we've talked about this on the podcast in professional wrestling. You got to trust your opponent. You're, oh, yeah. you're, you're the person you're performing with. You got to trust them. And, you know, who, who better than somebody you're training with all the time, you know? But if you've yeah. got, got somebody else that's out there that is a pro, uh, you know, maybe even, uh, you know, somebody from the NWA that uh, is just, you know, a professional wrestler and knows how to perform and knows how to protect his partner, uh, I, I'm really torn on this because I don't want to see anybody get hurt. 
and he's 73 years old. And I, I guess that's age discrimination on my part. Uh, but I also know that when you are a performer and, you know, I'm, you know, I, I've retired as a performer, not in the ring, but on the radio, uh, I mm-hmm. was in the radio for 45 years and I miss it, you know, and yeah. I, you know, and I, I can see where Rick could miss that adrenaline from being out there in front of a crowd. It is uh, something that if you've never experienced being able to go out in front of thousands of people and hear that, that cheer. uh, And, you know, I've, I've done it on a very limited basis, but hearing people react to what you're doing is, is really, you know, it's, it's almost like a drug. Your adrenaline really gets pumping at that. And I imagine Rick misses that just a little bit. He does. I mean, he's always been a professional inside the ring, but not really outside the ring. Yeah. But I mean, look, he's got a, he's got a checkered past, but everybody loves Ric Flair. They, they've always loved him from the NWA to TNA to Ring of Honor to WWE. And he, but he's never made a, his presence known in AEW, which I think AEW is just, you know, they don't want him there, which I don't blame him. Uh-huh. I mean, but who knows? And let's, let's, let's wish Rick the best. And I hope that he is. Whoever the match is that he has, I hope they they tear the walls down that night. Yeah, and you know there'll be a lot of the you know the slaps on the chest and stuff, or so the crowd can woo along. Oh yeah, and that's oh, what people oh. want. You know, they want a chance to to cheer. Uh, and I, you know, July thirty first, I'm interested to see how this is going to play. So, good luck to Rick and whoever your opponent will be. But you mentioned a name in there, Chris, that. Uh, I wanted to also touch on uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan and his cancer has returned and we wish him the best because what a performer he, uh, Hacksaw uh, was in the ring. I, oh, I love yeah. Hacksaw. So. Yeah, his cancer has returned and he's going to go back to doing this uh, treatment again. Uh, let's just keep him in our prayers because uh, this is nothing to play with. And he looks in good shape, but, uh, you know, you never know. Father Time is undefeated. But this is something that we know he could fight through. He can do it. Yeah, he's undergone a lot of procedures already. uh, And uh, he added in his little news uh, story that he put out, they did say the doctors are very optimistic that they caught it early enough. So our thoughts and prayers uh, to the hacksaw, uh, Jim Duggan. I mean, the guy was such a great heel. I remember seeing hacksaw. Uh, when he first really started his career. And once again, one of those wrestlers earlier in their career that went through Memphis, Tennessee. And I remember watching him coming out and he would have a football helmet on and the pads and he'd come to the ring, take off the pads and the helmet. And his big move at the time was the spear. But as he developed his character, got into the All-American character, carrying the flag and going, hey with that mm-hmm. thumb up there, classic and then oh yeah and then some wrestling history uh hacksaw was involved in one of those incidences where kayfabe kind of started dying because Mm -hmm. he was in a feud with the iron sheik and uh i can't remember exactly where they were but they were traveling together when they were supposed to be feuding in the ring they were traveling together got pulled over by police officers 
and there was a little bit of uh, wacky tobacco that was found there, and they both got busted, and it made huge news. But what a what a great performer Jim Duggan was. Yeah, he was uh, he, he was always a great performer in the WWE WWE well WWF slash WWE. Um, I mean, I I wish him the best, and I hope everything works out. I mean, some of these older wrestlers like Abdullah the Butcher. Um, Abdullah the Butcher is trying. He, he needs money big time. He's right. running out. I guess his his rib shack. He ate that to the ground in Atlanta. But uh, I mean, look at all these older wrestlers now. You've got Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's not in good health. You've got all these guys, and everybody wants to know. You know, I want to see the old wrestlers again. Well, you better while you can, because. Some of them are not going to be around much longer. Oh, yeah. And that's, and, and, you know, that's life, yeah. man. That's life. That's life. It's just life. But it, it, it's amazing. I mean, absolutely amazing that you have these new wrestlers, but the uh, the kids are like, well, Dad told me about this one, or Mom told me about this one, and they're not around anymore. Mm-hmm. And they want to see it. Well, the only way you're going to see it is by, you know, video, but. You know what? I, I wish everybody the best. I wish Flair the best and Doug and I'm just hoping and praying that whatever these two go through, it, it, it makes them have their one, you know, their their shining star one more time. Yeah. With Duggan, with Duggan, it, it's going to be a, a long battle for him and hopefully his health holds up. Yeah, and Abdullah really too. Uh, Abdullah the Butcher. So, yeah, we wish them the best and, uh, you know, it. uh, it just reminded me when you were talking there, and I don't know why this came up in my head, but the the dark side of the ring, uh, you know oh, yeah. that that series is getting ready for another se- season. But I wanted to go back because I actually laughed out loud on AEW uh, a couple of weeks ago when they're they're doing this uh, feud now between Wardlow and MJF, and mm. they had. It was so funny. I put it on our Facebook page. If you didn't see it, uh, you can check out the video there. But they had this segment where it looked like a commercial for Dark Side of the Ring. I mean, they had the logo. They had Chris Jericho doing the voiceover. And it was all about MJF. And Jericho Jericho goes, why am I doing a voiceover for this jerk? You know? <laughs> then the rest of I it was really, it was so clever and so well done. And you know, we 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 like to complain about professional wrestling a lot, but when you get segments like that, that reminds you of why professional wrestling is so good, especially when it doesn't take itself too seriously. This is Turnbuckle Trash. Hi, this is Dave Denton. Let my voice go to work for you. It's Dave'sVoiceWorks.com. Spell works, W-O-R-X. And you can hear samples of my on-air work and also some of the commercials I've done over the years. There's pictures from some of my career and more, all at Dave'sVoiceWorks.com. Dave'sVoiceWorks.com. Spell works, W-O-R-X. I'm Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Champion, the Big LG Doc Gallows, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Trash Podcast. Did you get a chance to see any of uh, Monday Night Raw from this week? I've heard that uh, there was a controversy uh, for the women's tag team titles. Yeah. 
But I, before we start talking about that, I, w- I wanted to talk okay, about ahead, a match that her- happened on Monday Night Raw. And uh, this would have been May the 16th, if you check it out. It was a okay. match that was supposed to be between Theory and Mustafa Ali. Uh, and it was going to be for the uh, USA title. So uh, Theory comes out and he's, you know, he said, yeah, we're going to do this match, blah, 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 blah. And he says, we, but we've got to have a, a, a great referee. We've got to have the best referee. And comes out with The Miz in his referee outfit in high water Ooh. pants, you know, <laughs> which he looked like a doofus. I mean, you know, sometimes Dang. The Miz can look really like, oh, hello, I'm The Miz, <laughs> and I'm awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's what he was looking. So at that point, then Theory decides that, no, I'm not going to wrestle. We need to have another wrestler come in. And it was this new wrestler uh, named Veer. And uh, he is a monstrous man. And I think he is of Pakistani or Indian descent. Uh, I'm not uh-huh. exactly sure. And don't don't get upset with me if I don't know where he's from. But he's uh, I think he's going to be a star in the future. And they had a very physical match with Mustafa Ali. And and uh, Veer won with that, uh, that hold he does. <laughs> and then Austin Theory gets up in the ring and does his little uh his little gimmick right now where he takes that selfie okay oh yeah he took a selfie uh and then he had veer put uh, ali back in that hold again took another selfie with that and then they decided that wasn't good enough because the miz was going hey 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 and the miz goes around and they take a th- another selfie with the miz mustafa ali in that hold veer and theory <laughs> Another one that made me laugh out loud because what great storytelling that was. I mean, it was off the wall. It was physical. It told a great story. And, I mean, hats off. Whoever came up with that idea, whoever booked it, fantastic. And that's somebody who really criticizes WWE quite a bit. But (coughs) this past Monday Night Raw was pretty good despite... What apparently happened? Why don't you fill us in what what you know so far about what happened at well, from uh, what WWE. I understand, from what I understand, that Sasha Banks and uh, is it what was her partner's name? Naomi. Naomi had come to the arena to uh, to do Monday Night Raw, and the production and management says, "Well, we don't know what to do with you." Okay, so they took the belts, they laid them on the table of the production, and they walked out. Mm-hmm. My question is this: Is it a work? Is it true? Can it? And let's be honest: the women's tag division sucks. How many times have they been on pay per view for yeah. defending their titles? Yeah. How many knew? How many people probably knew that those two were the tag team champions? I think they're finally Naomi and, and Sasha are finally tired of. The uh, the bull crap with the WWE. Uh, your thoughts? What what they had been uh, advertising was a six woman gauntlet match to determine uh, the top contender for Bianca's title, and uh-huh. uh, you know the internet. And you know once again, if it's on the internet, you got to believe it. Bonjour. Oh, yeah. You oh. know, <laughs> well, but all the most of the reports are now saying 
that Sasha Banks and Naomi came in not knowing that the gauntlet match and how it was going to be. And evidently, Naomi was going to win the gauntlet match by, uh, and once again, Internet reports gauntlet match uh, with Naomi pinning Sasha Banks. And then oh. it was going to be maybe not not a feud between the two of them, but then nothing with the title until like Hell in the Cell or, or later in the summer. And yeah. they the two reportedly didn't like that angle because they thought it was for me, brother. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work and and I'm really torn on this because I agree with you, Chris. Is it a work? I don't think it is, but it could be. But also as an employer employee, mm -hmm. you know, if you are an employee, then you need to do what the boss asks you to do. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But they are also, you know, they're not employees. of the, They're independent contractors, according to Vince McMahon. Mm -hmm. That's true. But they're under, I don't understand the legalities of this. I'm not a lawyer, and I don't play one on the radio. But, you know, there's going to be somehow, if this is not a work, there's going to be some behind-the-scenes stuff. It's going to be interesting on Friday Night Raw, uh, SmackDown, to find out how they approach the story. Now, I'm just going to kind of go back a little bit because I've been doing some research on this. Evidently, they went on the air on Monday Night Raw, and I was watching this, and they were advertising the fact they were going to have the gauntlet match. Yes. Rumors saying that Vince McMahon was in the gorilla position backstage and that somebody came up to him right after the opening segment was started on Raw and told him that Sasha Banks and Naomi had taken their belts and put it on the desk of uh, John Laurinaitis and walked out. Yeah. And then the it was pitched to him to do a uh, a segment with with Becky and Adam Pierce talking about what had happened. And if it was done at the last minute, Hats off to Becky Lynch. She did a wonderful job. I mean, if it's not a work, it was spectacular. You know, taking a situation and ad-libbing through something like that is very, very difficult. And I've been in a situation yeah, where true. I've had to ad-lib everything. So my hat's off to Becky. So that they decided to have the one-on-one -on -one match between Asuka and uh, Becky Lynch, and then Oscar wins that, and she is now the number one contender. Uh, so, but once again, there's there's probably a small portion of fans and people that follow professional wrestling think this could be a work, and I'm one of that thinking it could be a work, but I doubt it. Hmm. Where where are you on that? Let's like I said. Let's face it. The tag team titles for the women is just a a, a joke. Um, they they don't ever do anything with them. You barely knew who who had the titles. So if it's a if it's a work, it's going to be good. But if it's not, I don't blame the two girls because Sasha Banks is turning into another. I'm going to start calling her Sasha Hogan. That doesn't work for me, brother. Uh -huh. uh, but. I mean, I don't blame them. They're independent contractors. They can do what they need to do. If they don't like what they see, take their ball and go home. Yeah. I mean, and and Stone Cold Stone Cold has done it in the past. 
You know, but Austin he, did he it, yep. Yeah, he did it with a, a match with uh, Brock Lesnar. But Stone Cold in his podcast and his uh, show that's on uh, Peacock now on the network, he says he was wrong in doing it. It was unprofessional. Yep. And that's the one thing that I, I think if they did it, I'm not sure how professional that is. But once again, uh, somebody, when you feel disrespected and you feel like you're being wronged, you know, you have that opportunity to say, I don't want to do this anymore. And if that's why yeah, that Sasha Banks and Naomi says, I don't want to do this for this company, they have every right to do it. I've done that myself in my career twice where I thought things were, uh, were not right. And, and, uh, once I was accused of something I did not do and they, they kept on accusing me. I said, well, you know what? Don't call me a liar. And I walked out and I, what probably the best decision of my life, to be honest with you. But, but you know, when you're an employer and you're being paid for something, you know, there's something about taking pride in yourself and your work. Maybe it could have yeah. been handled better. Do the, do the, do the show, do it the way it was supposed to do, and then say, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. We got to talk instead of just walking out. Maybe that would have been the better way to go. Well, yeah, just walking out of the job like that. Um, I, I just don't see that. That's not going to turn out good for them. And I, it's just going to make it's going to make the waters murky again for for the WWE because I mean l let's face it, uh, wrestling is not it's popular now and people are loving what they're seeing, but everybody's just like blah with the WWE. They're just there's nothing really to excite them that much. And this right here is just it's rumor and controversy. We don't know. We weren't there. We don't know what happened. But we'll and, find out. Maybe they make a good story out of it. Yeah, you know, and that could happen. You know, it, everything that happened Monday night could have been say, "Wow, this happened," and it was it was not a work. This was real life. You know, it was a shoot. But they get things worked out, and then they write a storyline to go into that. It's called real life, and wrestling has done that for years included real life situations into storylines. And I'll, I'm really looking interested in seeing what's going to happen on SmackDown with that. And we'll talk more about that as uh, uh, we progress, but you mentioned something also uh, talking about um, the, the backstage and that kind of leads into something else. I, I know you wanted to talk about was oh, the yeah. reports mm -hmm. of, uh, of AEW and dissent backstage. Let, let's talk about that. Well, they're saying that AEW is having a problem with their backstage on their uh, wrestlers. A lot of people are getting uh, very upset. Or, well, let's just face it. Their their roster is so big, they don't have time for every wrestler to have a segment. Mm -hmm. And I guess that they're getting ticked off about, you know, they're, they're putting being put in dark matches. They're not being paid as well as others, and I don't really know that the you know the the, the sense of it. But what I do know is there's a lot of wrestlers that are very unhappy, like MJF, 
he's ready to jump ship. He doesn't want to be there anymore. Uh, but if MJF, if they're having a problem, MJF is the one that wants to jump first, then there's got to be some kind of person in the back of that of the locker room is causing a problem. So who could it be? MJF. Or, <laughs> you think it is all the way MJF? No, I'm I'm saying that you made you made the point of of the roster in AEW being so large, and it is. Yeah. It, it's it's probably too large. They need to probably say we're going to have AEW, but we're also going to run Ring of Honor and go that way and split the roster a little bit. And I'm sure they've had talks about that. But is backstage dissension maybe it could be bad, but could it be a good thing? What do you what? And I'm and I'm approaching this, Chris, as a performer and the performer's attitude about how they are perceived, not necessarily money wise and job wise, but how they are perceived by the fans. And because there's. There's a thing called ego in, in just about any business, especially if you're a performer. And I'm well, not so sure. Yeah, a lot of egos. And and I do a you know, I do with this other podcast where I talk about my radio career and I talk to other radio announcers. And several times during that podcast, Radio Guy Reflections, and I'll just do a little plug here. Uh, it's you know it's on many of the same podcasts uh, and it's very interesting. Talk to a lot of great radio people, but anyway, we talk about the the different personalities that are involved in performing in, on the radio. And I think anytime oh, yeah. you are working with people who are performers, there there are egos, and even down to jobs, individual jobs. Whatever you do, if you're digging a ditch, you know, you you know, there's probably people you don't get along with or people you don't particularly like. You don't like your boss. And I, I'm not so sure that some dissension is not a good thing because it pushes you to be better at what you do a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if you get too much and you get that workplace that is just where you just hate going all the time. You just hate well, going to work. That's what well, I that, worry that, about. That's true. Yeah. That that's true. Uh, I mean, we we don't know who the cancer is in the in the locker room. We have no idea. Uh, I've got my I I've, I've got my suspicions. I mean, the ones that like to well, I'm the superstar here. I'm the one that is running the show. But they've got just there's way too many egos there, and one of them is MJF. Yeah, he is one of the best in the business, but I don't. If he wants to go to WWE, okay, fine. Want your career to go rock bottom? Go for it. But with and and one of them, I could say maybe it could be it. It could be CM Punk. It could be Eddie Kingston. We don't know, but they are having a lot of problems with their backstage. And we all knew this was going to happen eventually. Yeah. Something was going to happen to AEW. They're going to stub their toe, like you said, a long time ago. long time they're ago. Gonna st- they're going to stub their toe, and then the the castle will start crumbling piece by piece. And this is the one piece that started, is they're having dissensions within the ranks. Yeah. So are they going to have to start 
cutting the roster tremendously because let's face it, Big Show doesn't do anything. Mark Henry doesn't do anything. Taz is an announcer. Yeah. Who knows what's going on backstage? We don't know. And Maybe you, this is all hearsay. Yeah, you know, and that that could be. But you make a good point about the roster size, and uh, then the way they've had to do it. Now, Tim Young, we talked about this on the previous uh, podcast, and uh, uh-huh. you, know, you if if you haven't listened to that, you really need to. We talk about how they've brought in new wrestlers and because they have limited space and uh, limited TV time, they've had to put them in factions. How many factions are in uh, AEW? You know, you, you got faction this, you got the, Oh geez, how many, uh, I can't even, you know, you got the dark order. You've got death triangle. You've got uh, the pinnacle. You've got the Jericho Appreciation Society, which I love, by the way. There's too, there's too many. Yeah. There are there are too many factions, and they're also the fans are not going to put up with this much longer. They're they're not. It's going to be the same storylines all the time, and like we said before, we don't know what's going on in the back. And I think Tony Khan needs to sit down and say, "Okay, I got to start cutting people. So where do I start?" Yeah. Yeah, and there have been some of the, you know, Joey Janela is no longer there, which, hallelujah, you know, I never I liked that dude. Him. Yeah. But, you I know, couldn't stand him. But, yeah, you make a good point because sometimes I think they've overgrown and, and overexpanded a little bit at this point. But when you get so many factions, I think it waters down the prod, uh, product. I mean, you know, the faction with Malachi Black, great faction. I love the storyline, but it's being lost because there's so many other storylines going on with different factions. And, and it just reminded me when the NWO was so prevalent and then they went the NWO uh, Wolfpack, NWO Red, uh, the Latino NWO. Uh, they had the NWO in Japan and the Bullet Club did the same thing. It waters down the product, and I I think they're at that point right now that they're watering down the product. They need to kind of refocus just a little bit and say, you know what, guys, I'm sorry. We just don't have work for you at this time. Go to the independents. Go back to Impact. Go to NWA. Uh, We'll help you out as much as we can. You know, We'll use you occasionally to, to help tide you over. Whatever that is, you know, they're the money people, they're the business people. But when you have too much, it can really water down the product, you know. So I just, I hope they can get it working pretty good. Well, I hope they do too, but their their factions that they have is just way too much. And maybe they, they do need to say, okay, you need more training. You need to go back and learn how to talk something like that let's go take you back to the indies and where you can get some mic time or do something else because what you're doing now is not working yeah and we just don't have the room for you we don't have the roster for you and let's try in a couple of months maybe we can find something but who knows tony's the one that is cashing the is is writing the checks and they're the guys that are cashing them so we'll see what goes on there but yeah, sometimes you got to think about money, you know. You got to yeah. think about, you know, I am getting a paycheck. 
and I love what I do. I might not be a star right now, but hopefully they'll work me into it. And that's the one thing AEW has done fairly well with some of these factions. They might write them off TV for just a little bit, you know, maybe a month and then bring them back and let them have a little, a little bit of the, of the, the spotlight. And then somebody else is gone for a while. And I, I'll, I'll go back to, you know, to, uh, uh, the 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 death triangle, you know they've come and gone, come and gone, come and gone. Same uh, same way with uh, Malachi Black's group, they've come and gone, come and gone, and then somewhat to the Dark Order. Of course, they had the tragedy with the death of uh, of Brody Lee in there, but you know, and then they they bring up some people maybe from Dark and let them wrestle for a couple of weeks. And right now they they just started that new faction with the gun club and uh, the rappers, uh, the acclaim. Oh yeah. Uh, so, but they've done that fairly well, but now they're to that point where you need somebody like the death triangle. Cause I really like that uh, group or the, the group with William Regal, you need them to shine. You need them to be dominant for a while. And you can't do that with so many groups. You can't, it, it waters down, you know, who's going to be afraid of the death triangle if you don't see them for six months, you know, you're just not going yeah. to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I enjoy William Regal and, and Moxley and Daniel Bryan, Yeah. but uh, let's just hope that they can get their, their stuff together and they can figure this out for their wrestlers because right now there's not a lot, there's a lot of places to go to for wrestling. Independents exactly. are taking yeah. Like uh, Eric Young is going to DCW. And, uh, well, he's going to make an appearance there, and I love yeah. that. I love EY. I mean, he's been one of my my wrestling. Uh, I've been a fan of his, and knowing that he's, I don't think he's been used to the potential he could be used. And I'm excited for Devotion Championship Wrestling to have somebody that I have such great respect for as a performer, and, uh, and Eric Young. Man, good stuff. Yeah, I can't believe it. When I saw that Eric Young was going to DCW for an appearance, I'm like, okay, DCW has taken off like a bottle rocket. I mean, it's amazing that they are becoming like the the must-go-to place for the indie circuit. Um, it's amazing. Uh, swag Wrestling in Henry County, if you want to watch something stupid, go watch that. <laughs> Because those boys, I'm sorry, I've, I've, I tried to get them on the podcast and trying to help them out in Henry County. And talking to him is like talking to a brick wall. Uh-huh. He doesn't want to listen. He didn't. I said, look, I'm trying to help you to get your, you know, your, your product out. And he's brought in some people from, you know, that had a, a good career, like Tommy Rich. He's brought in Tommy Rich. That's great. And he's brought in. Uh, Bill Dundee, but after Bill watched one ep- watched one show, Bill walked out. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, that's what I was. I heard from his little thing on his Facebook. It was like I don't want to be a part of that. That's not what I want. But guys, the independent circuit is taking off like wildfire. Yeah, that there it's everywhere. I mean, we've got one down here in Salisbury. Like every Saturday, they put on a show. I haven't seen it yet because it was in a um, the only part I don't like about it, <laughs> it was in a Nissan dealership parking lot. <laughs> and they, they had maybe like six people there, and I said, no, I'll decide to keep my butt away. <laughs> but you never know. I mean, you got to get your, yourself started somewhere. Right. That's how everybody does it. But yeah. uh, 
is I know we have new tag team champions in Impact. Yeah, the, the Briscoes, yeah. right? The Briscoes, them boys went in and got them. Yeah. I mean, now I I'm very I'm very happy for the Briscoes. They're they're finally in they finally got another set of tag team titles. But I'm just hoping and praying that they'll pull the trigger and go somewhere and stay there. Yeah. But heck, they're at the NWA, the they're at Impact, the Ring of Honor, they're MCW. They're going everywhere. And they're more popular than any of the, the major tag teams right now. Mm-hmm. So, but they have I that mean, political they have that political history that yes. uh, makes it so hard to go to one of the major, uh, the ones that have you know they have to worry about advertising dollars so much. And 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 let's face it, those two on the mic, they don't have no filter. No, <laughs> uh, neither one of them does. Mark Briscoe and uh, Jay. Mark Briscoe is nothing to look at at the camera. That man is twice as ugly as a, a Bigfoot, mm-hmm. and and. Mark, I mean, Jay Briscoe, Jay doesn't know, he doesn't have a filter. He says what comes out of his mouth, and I'm surprised they haven't bleeped them out as much as possible. But you know what? Though They are exceptional. They're an exceptional tag team. They're good on the mics, and they're fun to watch. And they have some knockdown, drag-out fights. Yeah, I, you know, you and I are both uh, fans of the Briscoes and them boys, but you said mm-hmm. something about bleeping bleeping them out yep. and i am going to put in here something that happened on nxt 2.0 which i hate calling it that but nxt yep. 2.0 <laughs> in, in one of their matches oh it was so funny uh there was um a, a point in the match where um uh, i can't remember what even happened now but Wade Barrett and the other announcer, I think it's Tom Phillips, maybe, uh, they left the the table because there was going to be action going on there. And uh-huh. the the wrestler threw the other wrestler out of the ring and landed on the table where the broadcast was supposed to be. Well, there's no talking going on, right? No talking. There's no announcers. Just all you hear is the crowd noise. So uh-huh. for, I would say, at least five seconds, if not more, all you heard was holy, then they blanked them <laughs> out. Holy, yep. blanked them out. And I'm going to play this right here. Listen for how they edited the holy, uh, and this was on NXT 2.0 this week. That made me laugh so much, Chris, because, you know, we, I try not to, in this podcast, say certain words, you know? Yeah. I I just, to me, that is more locker room talk and when you're just, you know, with your buds and, and all that. And I don't want to have a family, uh, maybe a mom and dad or a dad and his son listening to this. And hearing you and I and, and Zane saying certain certain words, and then the father having to look at son, but son, we usually don't say that, and I don't want you using that kind of language. I want them to be able to to make that decision, you know, themselves instead of hearing it from my mouth. Other podcasts do it, and I'm not saying they're wrong, but you know, that's just me. And we talked about that before we started doing this podcast. 
that we were going to kind of tone down that language a little bit. That's oh, why yeah. oh, on yeah. the Tim Young podcast, we did use some of that language, but I marked it and even put it in the description that it was not necessarily safe for work. So, yeah. but, you know, the, the censorship, you know, the, the, the people that were on the, on the button, it just absolutely floored me that because it was so obvious and then there was no, no announcers to break it up. Ah, oh, anyway, that, that's just me. <laughs> Holy bleep. So yeah. anyway, it, uh, I have a strange sense of humor. But Chris, also, we want to talk about Rekha Dahaka. Uh, uh-huh. She's, uh, you know, wrestling with the uh, United Wrestling Network. Uh, saw her on one of their uh, major TV shows. Used to be called Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Now it's United Wrestling Network. She's one of their big female stars right now. Manny Lemons, who's been doing stuff on Impact and other wrestling around the country, doing great. Uh, you know, the guys from DCW are one of those those little groups now that you're going to start seeing more and more people either coming through DCW, uh, like, you know, the the Uso brother, that's now mm-hmm. Sokoa, uh, that's on uh, NXT 2.0, that's a big star. Uh, he was the first DCW champion. Uh, that's why we ah. say, we always say to people, try to find out more about the indies. You never know who you're going to see go through. And oh, yeah. it's, it's just uh, just a lot of fun. Uh, anything else, uh, my friend? Well, not really. I mean, uh, I've, I've been watching, keeping up with, you know, Triple H's health, the way he's been going. And I've been keeping up with a little bit of WWE as much as I can, uh, NWA. And I just keep up with all the controversies as much as possible. But uh, other than that, guys, just keep watching everything. Go to an indie show. Support these people. Support the wrestlers if you know, if you like what you see. I mean, keep watching these guys. They're, they're, they're there for our entertainment, and they're there to make their money. So come on. Go out there to DCW in Utah and have fun. Go watch these guys. These guys put their lives on the line. And um, Manny Lemons has put on a heck of a show. And so, But I'm, I'm kind of wondering who the slasher guy is. Kind of reminds me of a teenage mutant ninja turtle. Who was that? Uh, he's got the mask of uh, what was his name? Oh, I, I've seen. Oh. I, I I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I he, he's a new character in DCW. But Chris, you know, you say going to Independence, and then you didn't go to the Nissan Nissan dealership. Come on, no, go to the I, Nissan I, well, I, I dealership. Come on. I, well, next time, look, the next time that I see one, I'm gonna go and I'm yeah. I'm gonna see if I can get some interviews going there. And, uh, you know, just go up to these guys and see it. I really wanted to, but, you know, it's kind of funny how they they try to do this and that they have a, a ring. As long as they don't do like they did in Arkansas and have a wrestling ring in a Walmart. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> you remember the, the story I've told a few times about being in a Quonset hut with a little independent, and they had the, the guy that at least was 500 pounds and another guy was at least, you know, 300 and they they yeah. they tied up and went to the 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 corner and the ring collapsed. You know, oh, that's the kind of thing you can't buy. You know, those experiences yeah. are 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 great. But overall, you know, there's a, a lot of good stuff going on in professional wrestling. I wanted to talk to you about one more thing before I let you uh-huh. go. Yep. I know you are a big fan 
of Jim Cornette. And I am not, I am not a, I I mean, I, I think he's brilliant. I think he's funny. I really do. I, I, I think he's got a great mind for wrestling. I, but I'm also thinking that he doesn't understand that wrestling changes and he hasn't, he hasn't decided that, yeah, we can't do the same thing we were doing back in the eighties. But that's okay. Nope. Jim, you know what? That's okay. You have sent me a lot of stuff from the cult of Coronet. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I decided to join their Facebook group. It lasted about one week. I don't blame you. That group is absolutely the most negative, ignorant mm-hmm. people that yep. could be. They They come up with scenarios. They come up with Things that mean nothing. Uh, I mean, I've I couldn't take it anymore. I just said, "That's enough." I'm getting mad every time I would see something on Facebook from the cult of Coronet. I was going, you know, is this guy, you know, living in a van down by the river eating government cheese? It was well, just to, it was to, awful. To be, to be honest with you, I don't really think that. That's really Jim's, you know, Facebook page. I agree. It's somebody that's made it up. You know that as well as I do. Yeah, more than likely. And it, it, it's all, look, I, I put up with the Facebook page. I really do. Some of it's funny. Some of it's stupid. It's a lot, uh, some of it's a lot of left-wing crap. But, I mean, I listen to Jim all the time, and there's some things I agree with him, and there's some things I don't. Me too. But I, I, but I, I will give him, give him that. But Jim is lost back in the '80s. He still thinks that wrestling should be done like it was done in the like in the '70s and '80s. It doesn't work like that anymore. That's in the past. But like someone said a long time ago, old storylines will never get old. Old right. storylines can always be brought back. Yeah, so, they can be brought back, and you can also tweak them to make them more yeah. modern. You know, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But the way that he brings things up, I can understand your frustrations with that because he gets mad about the littlest, stupidest things. But you know what, Jim? That's why you don't have Smoky Mountain Wrestling anymore. That's why you're not a manager anymore, and that's why you're doing your podcast because a lot of people, a lot of people just don't put up with stuff. Yeah. So and Vince I, I, I and Vince Russo, who is you know. He he and Jim Cornette hate each other you know, to no end. Uh, oh, yeah. But Vince Russo is getting more press, I guess you could say, uh, because he's you know getting back into the podcasting thing and and making his opinions known. And mm-hmm. I have no problem with someone expressing their opinion, no problem. But don't expect me to agree with you. And if I no. don't agree with you. Don't go around calling me every name in the book. Uh, Just say, you know what? I don't agree, and here's the reason why. And if you don't agree, we can still be friends, you know? I hate Mm -hmm. this, and I've said this many times. That's one of the things that social media has done to our world. It's made us more unkind, and it should be something that makes us uh, get together a little bit more. I, I, that's the one thing that I cannot stand about social media. It's, it's just, it's dividing us right now. And oh, it is. when social media works, 
is when people find that common ground, their friends, and they can say, you know what, I don't agree with you, but that's okay because we all have our opinions. We all oh, yeah. have our beliefs. We've all been brought up yep. differently. We have different mm-hmm. life experiences and, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of respect each other. Yeah. But that's just me. And I've said that a million times and, and I, I don't want to beat a dead horse. And, oh, I, animal abuse. I can't say that. Somebody will, will call me on the carpet for animal <laughs> abuse now. So we can't beat a dead uh, dust bunny. Okay. We, it's a dust bunny from now on. <sighs> Frustrated. I'm frustrated. Can you tell? Nah, it's okay. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> well, anyway, all good. anyway, Chris, final word from you. Uh, like I said, just um, I hope everybody's in good health, uh, and I'm glad to be back on the podcast again. It's been a while, and hopefully Zane will be able to do We'll have a three-way again, and we can uh, get down and start talking about more wrestling. And if y'all have any place around that has wrestling, go see it. If you have anything you want to put on to the Facebook page, please do. Yeah. And well, and we need to welcome our newest members that are in. Thank you for uh, joining. Yeah, and thank you very much. And happy birthday to you on May the 20th. Oh, and, of course, happy birthday to me on May yes. the 30th. You know? And if you want to send presents, you can do that. Monetary is no, – no, you don't have to do that. But, yeah, it's it's my birth month. A triple – a, a triple in and out burger with no cheese. That's right. And we're getting there's, one. We're getting one here in Logan. It's just ready to open anytime now. So, but Chris, nice, it's always nice. been, it's been a, a pleasure. Once again, uh, you and huh? I, I've known you since you were born and you know that, and uh, we are relatives and Zane is not a relative, but he's like a brother, isn't he? Oh, yes, very yeah. much. And we, we love for Zane to be on the podcast, and hopefully we'll be able to do this again. Okay. Uh, you have right. yourself a good birthday, and we'll talk to you again as we have more coming up on Turnbuckle Trash. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Wrestling was an essential service. Yes! 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 Pro yes! wrestling from a fan's yes! perspective. Correct! The thoughts and opinions heard on the proceeding program are not necessarily those of an intelligent human being. Well, if you want a rematch, you aren't getting one. (laughs) This is Turnbuckle Trash. Who knows when it comes to us? Employees of their independent contractor, according to Vince McMahon. You need to go back and learn how to talk. Is this guy, you know, living in a van down by the river eating government cheese? I'm the superstar here. I'm the one. Who knows when it comes to us?